0: Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. Welcome to episode number eight of this podcast. I want to thank everyone who's been tuning in, who's been downloading. Right now, we have over 530 downloads, which is a blessing, which simply means that over 530 people have been getting the word of God. Now, whether you received it, I, I don't know. but <laughs> But I think everyone that has been listening, that's been following along, like I said, all I want to do is, is just bring the Word of God to current About current events, want to know what the Word of God says about everything. Because the Word of God is our answer. And so that's what this podcast is about. Today, I'm going to dig a little deeper. I don't know if y'all remember the very first podcast. But I told you, we're going to start off with some milk. And then we're going to build our way up into some strong meat. And today is one of those... Uh, Strong meaty subjects. Today we're gonna deal with, gonna deal with witchcraft, but we're gonna title it "The Spirit of Truth versus the Spirit of Error." Error, E-R-R-O-R, error. Spirit of truth versus the spirit of error. We're gonna really dive on in and see what the Word of God says about witchcraft. Because believe it or not, a lot of people are involved in witchcraft and don't know it. Some are involved in it and do know it and don't care whether you know it or not. But we're going to um, see what the word of God says because witchcraft is something that God does not want his children. Notice I said his children. He does not want his children participating in. And if his children decide to participate in it, then we open ourselves up to uh, demonic influences. So let's start at John chapter 10 if you got your Bibles John chapter 10 and let's look at verse 10 very familiar passage it says the thief cometh not but for to steal kill and destroy but I have come that you might have life and have that more abundantly I'll read it again the thief the thief is the enemy the devil the thief cometh to steal kill and destroy but I have come that you might have life and have that more abundantly now let's go over to first first John chapter four let me get that first John chapter four all right first John chapter four let's start at verse four it says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world. Notice that right now, as I, before I continue to read, he's making a clear distinction between God's people and people of the world bible called people of the world or simply people who have not made jesus christ lord of their life they're not born again which me and you or i can just speak for myself when i was not saved i was in that category i was a person of the world anyone that's not in christ is a person of the world okay so let's read it again you are not of god i mean you ye are of god little children have overcome them because greater is he who is the greater, Jesus greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world they talking about those that are not saved they are of the world therefore speak they of the world see the world has their own language their own way of doing things and the world hears them we are of God those that are born again we are of God he that knoweth God heareth us he that is not of God heareth not us. So meaning that if you're saved, sometimes people that are in the world can't understand, you know, which way we're coming. They don't understand why we do what we do. Because number one, I mean, we're really honestly serving two different masters at this point. We're serving the Lord. And whether they know it or not, because they're not born again, you're, other, you're under subject uh, of the evil one, which is the devil. So they don't understand why we do what we do. They will never understand until they get in the faith. Then the Bible says, it says, hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So there's two different spirits right here. The spirit of truth, which we know is Jesus and the spirit of error, which is the devil. We're gonna deal with some things today. Like I said, it's very meaty, it's very deep. So I need you to follow along with me because we're gonna be doing some reading And breaking down So the first place I need you to go with me Is to Leviticus If you don't know where it is Look in them table of contents It's (laughs) alright Leviticus chapter 19 Every now and then I gotta look in the Table of contents I'll be like I know what's in here (laughs) Leviticus chapter 19 Look at verse 31. It says, regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Okay. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18, excuse me, Let's look at verse 9 through 12, it says, when thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire write that down to pass through the fire or to use it underline these in your bible if you have it or write it down if you're taking notes divination Gonna read about what that is or an observer of times underline that or an enchanter underline that or a witch underline that or a charmer underline that Or a consulter with familiar spirits, underline that. Or a wizard, underline that. And lastly, or a necromancer. Verse 12 says, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doeth drive them out from thee. So anyone that practices these things, the Bible says that's an abomination. I mean, that's something that God hates it. It can lead to very, very damnable things can happen to you. Now, this is for those that are unsaved and those that are saved. So let's let's dig into it and find out what are these things. So like I said, we're dealing with witchcraft today. The spirit of truth versus the spirit of error. Um. What caused me to want to um, bring this as a subject today is because of something that's, I guess, been in church news, I would say, uh, over the last couple of days about a um, a minister of the gospel named uh, Prophet Brian Korn. And um, there was a video circulating that he gave a prophecy, but it's speculated Uh, the video was was basically showing that possibly he... uh, took the prophecy that he gave from a psychic uh, they have a video of a lady of a, you know a psychic lady who's giving predictions and then they have him giving a prophecy but it's literally word for word and he's reading off a piece of paper and all that and so that's a big controversy about you know I guess his his ministry and so forth I'm not really a follower of his ministry I do know of him um, but this is not to bash anybody. This is just simply uh, for us to gain an understanding because, you know, some people are confused. Some people have placed their trust in him and not only in him, but just some people who um, carry that title as prophet. Some people run to meetings so they can get words. Uh, do a lot of different things. Some people go on vacation, take in, put in vacation time just to go down to a whole nother state or city just to get prophecies. prophecy. The question is, which was posed that people now are confused about, how can you tell, you know, what's the difference between a prophecy and a psychic giving a prediction? Because they are both are foretelling, right? That's what we're going to dig into. First, we're going to define all this witchcraft stuff, you know. know, And then people want to think, hey, are there prophets or people who are in the church that practice these things? Uh, The answer is yes, there are some. But what we're going to do on this podcast is to help you to identify. So next time you're in a meeting or you're in a service or you know someone personally or whatever. And they say that, you know, they have the gift of prophecy, which that is a gift. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 14 is the gift of the spirit. But we need to determine and understand some things. What's of God and what's not? Because God is not the author of confusion, the Bible says. He is not the author of confusion. So therefore, the people of God should not be confused. And I trust you only be in the Lord, not in man. Even in me teaching you and me doing these podcasts, your trust shouldn't be in me providing you with information. Your trust should be in the Lord. And you're trusting the Lord in me to reveal things in scripture. That's why I want you to follow along with me so that you know that I'm not making these things up. And I'm not just giving you my opinion. So all the attention is on the Lord, not on me I'm just simply a vessel that the Lord is using He's going to use my personality and all that To bring the word of God in a way and a level that you can comprehend it That's all So we was reading um, Deuteronomy chapter 18 And we read a list of things that I told you to underline So we're going to go through each one And we're going to define it, i looked them up for you You can go behind me and you can look them up for yourself but this is what it is. So let's start with the first one. Um, wait, where is the first one? Okay. In verse nine, Deuteronomy 18, verse nine, when it says, uh, no, verse 10, where it says, thou maketh thy son and daughter to pass through the fire. That term, pass through the fire, simply mean back then, was human sacrifice. And today, it will be considered abortion. Sacrificing a human. You know, and there's a lot of arguments on that. We know God hates abortion, but if you're listening to me right now, and you've had an abortion, do not be condemned. Repent before the Lord. Ask God to forgive you and he will forgive you and never bring that up before you ever again. So don't ever be condemned about anything that you have done in your past. If you repented, God has forgiven you. Repent simply means turn the other way. It don't mean do it and keep running back. It just simply means turn the other way. So if you got an abortion, I'll encourage you if something happens, you know, know, something happens, do not go and get another one. Have that child. Have that child. So, uh, and I know we can dig into deeper about that. If you want to talk about rape, but we can deal with that in another podcast. But I'm encouraging you, if you're listening, don't do that. Okay, if you've done it before, like I said, repent, ask God to forgive you, and just move forward. I understand there is emotional you know things behind of that, and, and the Lord is going to help you get through it. But I do not want you to be condemned at all or guilty like, oh man, I got I got an abortion. Not, not hey, things happen, we all make bad decisions. But just I encourage you, just don't do that again. All right, so let's move on. So, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. Like I said, back then it was, like I said, that's human sacrifice and in today's time it's considered abortion. The next one, it says, or that useth divination. What is divination? Divination simply is the practice or art of discovering hidden knowledge and foretelling future events about occult supernatural means. So divination, like I said, it's someone giving hidden knowledge and foretelling future events. So stuff like in the next two years, this is going to happen, so forth and so on. Remember, they're getting all this information from devils. All this that we're reading, all this, this is witchcraft, is demonic. And they're getting this information from demonic spirits. They're not getting this information from God. The next one. Observer of the times. What is the observer of the times? An observer of the times is one who looks to the stars for guidance, same as astrology or stargazing. It is another form of divination. So, for instance, we should be aware of horoscopes, anything that takes place of God's direction. God is our guidance, not his creation. The creation doesn't guide the creation. God guides us, or supposed to guide us, if we allow him to. So horoscopes appear to be harmless, but they can become addictive. And reading horoscopes are another form of, like I said, accepting and honoring occult practices that God has clearly condemned. They are written by people who believe in astrology and are disobeying God. So I know, you know what I'm saying, we, I'm a Pisces, so it's, it's Libra season, y'all better watch out, this Sagittarius coming through. You know, we say that, and, you know, that's cool, but people have to understand where it's coming from. There are people that really believe in They read up, look up their horoscope and all that, and say, what, well, well, Nah, you know, we don't interact with y'all because y'all know y'all y'all eat or, you know, y'all real stubborn, so we can't mix together. Folks, that's the most devilish thing. <laughs> and that's saying it kindly. The most devilish thing that I've ever heard. And I know, hey, I've, hey, we've all been there But hey, we're getting knowledge now So like I said, with these podcasts There's no sense of getting condemned Because we can't do better until we know better We just simply don't know I didn't know at one point You see what I'm saying? But that's what these podcasts are to provide Is simply understanding and revelation of what the scripture says About certain events and, and subjects That's all So don't be guilty and condemned If that's something that you've done I'm just encouraging you Hey, let's, let's go a different route Let's trust in the Lord wholeheartedly the next one, an enchanter. An enchanter is one who casts spells or be witches. So you know, in, down in the bayou and different things, you've seen the movie Eve Bayou and different movies like that where they're casting spells and putting stuff on people. That's an enchanter. A witch, you know, we think a witch, we think of, you know, the one with, a woman with a broomstick. No, a witch can be uh, an executive in an office that you will never know. This actual witch, they can be the prettiest woman that you've ever seen, but not knowing that they're a witch. And a witch is one who practices magic and deals with demonic spirits. So a witch doesn't have a look, because every witch is not gonna look scary. Like I said, they can be uh, like a model, but you never know, they, they're a witch, a practicing witch. The next one we're gonna deal with, a charmer. You know and that's not a charmer it's not oh they just have so much. he just has so much charm no that's not that's not what we're dealing with this is something different a charmer according to the scripture a charmer is um a person to put a spell on someone to change things by the use of magic the chanting of, of magical verse or formula an object or piece of jewelry used for magical purposes so these are people that When they do spells, they have they want to use jewelry or they'll say, bring me their earring, bring me a piece of gum. They have to put a a spell on the object of an individual that you want to cast a spell on. The next one, a consultor with familiar spirits. What is a familiar spirit? A familiar spirit is to ask or demand or desire of an evil or demonic spirit. So basically it's a person called a medium. They believe they are contacting the dead, but in really, in reality, what they are really contacting is an evil spirit pretending. Pretending to be the dead. So you've seen the lady that comes on Steve Harvey's show, the I know a lot of talks she used to always bring on the psychics or the, the people with familiar spirits and the happy will stand up and Oh, I you know, I lost my cousin and a car accident five years ago, well, my cousin, your cousin wants me to let you know that he's doing fine and so forth, folks, that's devilish, that's demonic, that's not of God, and all the information, the thing is, the information is correct, so it's not like the person is sitting by, like, nah, they they ain't what my cousin said, no, everything they're saying is correct, like, they can tell you their birthday, they can tell you, you know, what they used to like when they was here on earth and all, that's because demons know that type of information. So they're getting the information from demons. They're not literally talking to your family member, but that's what a familiar spirit is. The familiar spirit is it's familiar. I say familiar spirit. See what I'm saying? A spirit that you're familiar with. So a pet, a dead loved one, or whatever have you. But that's devilish. Folks should never do that. I know we have loved ones we miss. Don't ever contact somebody and say, "I just want to talk to my grandma" because it's been five years and I've been dreaming about her. Folks, you open yourself up to very damnable things. Don't ever do that. None of this stuff that I'm mentioning. God is sharing all this with us to protect us. This is to protect us, it's not to keep us from having fun. <laughs> Which I don't see what would be fun in doing that anyway. Okay, a wizard. We know the wizard of eyes, wizard, blah blah blah. But like I said, every time we I mention this stuff, we ought to put an image next to it because of Hollywood movies, they will put an image to some of these things. So wizard, we think of the guy with the long cone hat on, with the a robe on with gray hair, and uh. Uh-uh. A wizard is simply a male witch. So it's a person, like I say, who knows many things about the occult, knows many things about the occult and is in touch with demonic spirits. It's a male witch. A sorcerer, a magician, a conjurer One who uses magic To have control over another person Also someone who uses magic To change nature And think about it folks Well not think about it but know this Everything that I'm naming This goes on today People are doing this today Right now as we speak People are doing this People send out curses at midnight But I'll tell you one thing All of that is subject to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus rose with all power. The name of Jesus is stronger than anything that the devil can possibly try to set up. So if you see something in your household or or somebody talking crazy, all you have to do is say, Jesus, put the name of Jesus on it. The blood of Jesus on it. It cannot stand against the power of God. So know that. So there's no sense that those don't need to be afraid of none of the stuff I'm saying. All I'm telling you is not to practice it. But you don't need to be afraid of someone who you may know that practices it. Because if you got a family member and you know they do that in their house, don't be scared of going to go in the house. Walk on up in there. Hey, Aunt Sally, how you doing? Because you know who's with you? The Holy Ghost is with you. Angels are with you. And the person that practices that stuff, they get this information from divine experience. They sense the presence of God. They can't do that in your presence. Hallelujah. That's power. They can't do that in your presence. So don't ever walk around ashamed with your head down. I'm scared. I'm, you have nothing to be afraid of. You got Jesus with you he said i've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions are over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any any means hurt you luke chapter 10 verse 19 he's gonna protect us next one last one necromancer what is a necromancer a necromancer is a person who claims they have spoken with those who have died already contact this man for magical and fortune-telling purposes Again, and it's not the dead that they are contacting, but evil demonic spirits who pretend to be deceased. Basically, a necromancer is the same as a person that is a contactor with familiar spirits. It's a necromancer. So all these things that I just read, folks, are not of God. Should never be practiced by a believer. Flee from it. All of it. You don't need none of it. Everything that we need is in the word of God. And if it's not in the word of God, then we don't need it. And that's just how it is And we need to be careful Because in these last days There's going to be more and more Of the stuff that's going to be rising up There's going to be more in our television shows More of it in our music More of it in our movies So we have to be able to recognize this stuff And the thing is You can't be You know We're in the world The Bible says But not of the world So these things are going to be happening around us We just have to be Have the spiritual Understanding to know That's not of God And that's something that you know You shun your children from You inform your children about You inform your, your spouses about and, and whatever have you That hey no we stay away from this This is not to be brought in the house God forbids that kind of stuff He gonna protect us So we ain't got to worry about that Ever had to worry about God doing his part He's gonna always do his part so now lastly before we go, let's deal with um different between prophecy and and predictions. Some people don't know the difference, some people say hey, a prophet and hey a psychic. What's we really don't see the difference? So we're gonna break it down to you and we're gonna get an understanding. so firstly all the stuff are named so diviners false prophets fortune tellers what they do is they mostly speak of and foretell of events that pertain to fear disaster discouragement death and their foretelling of the future Untime ultimately leads their faithful followers to have a spiritual attitude and condition of fear hatred anxiety anger and dependency on the word of the false prophet rather than to depend on the word of God through his scriptures that's how you can identify a false prophet okay it doesn't mean that if a a person who says they're a prophet and you know they've been sharing things lord has been giving them and then you know they gave a hundred prophecies and then that one prophecy they gave it didn't come to pass it doesn't make them false Just because they missed it Because y'all understand They're human too They're subject to error We're all subject to To missing it At some point Because we're human You know what I'm saying But the thing is That It's not you just missing it That makes you a false prophet Because missing it Like I said Does not make you a false prophet Just because you gave one Wrong prophecy You know You could have just Heard wrong You could have just been Real passionate And really felt something And could have had your personal conviction or emotion behind what you're saying but it could not have possibly been the spirit of god wanting you to share that you see what i'm saying and then but the way you identify the false prophet is is that when they give a prophecy the glory is coming to them it's not going to the lord and like i said it brings about fear discouragement anger anxiety that's that's not god that's not God. That's how you gotta identify a false prophet, and I want you all to know that. So don't call everybody, oh he false, he false, he he asked for offering, he false. No, not necessarily. So, but that's how you identify. If they're not, if they're bringing glory to themselves, all they talk about is themselves and what they got and what the Lord did for them, and and if you do it like I did it, then He'll get it for you. And uh, it's just me, 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 me. It's the me man or me woman. Me. Look at me. Come here to hear a word from me. I got a word for you. Come here from me. You know, that's that's how you know. It's so, okay. It's too much me, man, in there. You know what I'm saying? The prophets should always, as they're yielding to the Lord, should always point you back to the scripture. Should always want you, hey, go home, pray. But this is what I'm sensing from the Lord. I want you to go and pray. And I want you to get in the word of God. I want you to seek God and so forth. That's what a prophet should encourage you to do. Not point you to themselves. Not, not come back tomorrow night because I want to I give you another word from God. No, just give it all to me right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, you know, so if it's always pointing to them every, every time, all the time, then that's how you identify a false prophet. Because they're bringing glory to themselves and the glory is not going to God. And like I said, it brings about discouragement, anger, anxiety. Fear You scared Like prophecy Not supposed to make you scared Now if anything It'll bring about Reverence for the Lord But you shouldn't be Scared You know So Let's prove it out This is what A prophecy Should do Uh 1 Corinthians chapter 14 1 Corinthians chapter 14 Look at verse 3 it says, but he that prophesies speaking unto men to edification, exhortation, comfort, edification and exhortation, comfort, edification, exhortation, comfort. That's what prophecy brings. So prophecy is supposed to build you up. Now, it's not saying it's supposed to do all these three in one prophecy, but a prophecy should either build you up. Exhortation encourage you. And lastly, comfort you. So, for instance, if God gives a man or woman of God a prophecy about a disaster that's coming to a city or a nation or a country. And God wants to share that with us using this man or woman of God. It's not to say it to scare us, the people of God. Because we know the Bible says these things must happen. But what it's supposed to do is, hey. The Lord wants me to share this, that this is what's coming, but be of good cheer because the Lord is watching over us. He's going to protect us, but everyone needs to stay clear, be interceding, and be praying. That's what it should bring. And not supposed to, listen, I want to let y'all know earthquake coming. So listen, I don't know what y'all are going to do, but y'all better get y'all house in order because that's it. He coming to destroy everybody. <laughs> no, that, no, that 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 wasn't from God. Now you might have put a little bit of yourself in that one. That wasn't God, cause that didn't. I'm not comforted after that. See, the thing is, when stuff like that hits your system and you hear it, like, oh man, a, a, a tornado is about to come. But then the comfort will come. That comfort is, like, hey, I'm going to protect you, but I want to let you know that this is what's, this is what's about to transpire. But my children, I'm, you know I'm protecting you, but still use wisdom. And he's going to lead and guide and direct us. We're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. We're his children. He protects us. He said, what well, long life, I'm going to satisfy you and show you my salvation. Okay. Now, this is part one. I'm going to have to do a part two on this. But my time is up. Listen to this over and over again, if you can. Take notes. Share this. Like it. Comment. Share this people This is probably one of the most important podcasts I've done to date Because there's so much going on with this witchcraft stuff And we need to know And like I said with all this going on in the church And stuff about the prophets and all of that We need to know this stuff So be praying for your pastor Be praying for spiritual leaders Because you don't want any of your spiritual leaders To be subject to any of this stuff All the information should come from the Lord and the word of God Like I said, if it ain't in the word, we don't need it. Flat out, we don't need it. So I love y'all. God bless y'all. Be praying for me as I pray for you. And we're going to continue on this journey together because there is some things that the Lord has for us to do. Be of good cheer. Be encouraged. Love each other. And we'll talk soon.